85% of daily fantasy sports players lose. Don't be surprised, it's rigged. You're playing against thousands of lineups and experts with more tools and time. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head matchup. You name your stakes and winner takes all. So go to stathero.com slash capspace. You can sign up for free. And right now you get 300% back on your first play. That's stathero.com slash capspace. Don't forget that slash capspace URL to let them know that you came from us. Welcome back to part two of the mock trade headline. In part one, we went through a lot of the bigger names that might be out there. Although we didn't get a ton of trades, I think it's still worth listening to to understand maybe why that's not going to happen, why some are forecasting a quiet deadline. But our mock deadline is going to heat up here in a second. As a reminder, the one trade that we did get was an epic four-teamer that Dan Feldman put together centered around Robert Covington and Clint Capella. The Wolves gave up Robert Covington. They got in a number of trades, but this is the sum total of it all. Tabo Cephalosha, Houston's 2021st from Houston. Houston's 2022 first top four protected. Milwaukee's 2021st from Boston, Andre Robertson and Gerald Green. The Rockets moved Clint Capella to the Celtics, got off of the salaries of Gerald Green and Nene. They gave up the aforementioned 2021st and 2022 first top four protected. Tabo Cephalosha, they moved as well, and they got Robert Covington, Daniel Tice, and a bunch of money, about $4 million or so below the tax to use their mid-level in the buyout market. The Celtics gave up Tice, Vincent Poirier, and that Milwaukee 2021st to get Clint Capella. And the Thunder, to facilitate things, gave up Andre Robertson and got Poirier and Nene, so they saved themselves a bunch of money there as well, got under the tax. So now let's pick it back up here in the aftermath of that epic four-teamer. Wow, what a blockbuster that was. I guess it's... Dan, I'll give you a lot of credit for putting that together. <laughs> with, I mean, with Houston, it uh, it takes some creativity. Um, but uh, So let's, uh, let's turn back to the Marcus Morris sweepstakes here. We had the Lakers involved with an offer involving Kyle Kuzma. We had the Clippers involved with potentially their first-round pick and... Maybe something else. We had the Bucks involved with the Indiana pick. So, Bucks, why don't you give me your uh, final offer here? And I, I think I'll just have to decide what I want as the Knicks. Well, I, I just don't want to make this out to be my final. So here's the complication, right? So yeah. to, in terms of matching salary, we need to send out Ilyasova, DJ Wilson, Dragon Bender, uh, and either Sterling Brown or uh, Thanasis. Assume Thanasis is pretty neutral. Assume Ursan Elisova is pretty neutral. Yeah, but we, you're not going to trade Thanasis back to the Knicks. He hated the Knicks anyway. So oh, that's, well, yeah. but we would assume you would just waive him. Uh, it's just to get our yeah. salary out. Okay. Uh, and so. Yeah, Th- Thanasis has uh, 1.7 million for next year, too. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, but, we, yeah we, it's going to be a big impediment for you guys, everything you're going to do next summer. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's still, it's still okay. something. Okay. Still that's something. fair. Uh, so uh, DJ Wilson, Dragon Bender, and Sterling Brown, we all see as positive value. We don't know if they're positive value to you. And so, I can tell you that Dragon Bender would not be. Uh, so is there so, another I mean, team to, that wants Dragon Bender for like a second rounder or something? What, based off of the like 50 minutes and like a few assists that he had against the Bulls the other night? That's, that's his positive value. Uh, okay, so 
I mean, we can just, if nobody yeah. wants to send a second rounder from, that's fine. We don't, that's okay. Uh, but we do see DJ Wilson's definite positive value and Sterling Brown is definite positive value. Yeah, I mean, 4.5 million guaranteed for next year. It's not like, I'm not saying it's a ton. Play, I'm, for I'm, someone I'm, who doesn't play. It's because we're really good. He'll play on your team. Yeah. I, I mean, I, so it would be Wilson, Pacers first rounder, Ilyasova, and then how much more do we need? Can we get, do we do it with just Sterling Brown there? Uh, no, it would have to be, Brown and Bender. Okay, yeah. Bender, or Ander Kubo, Ander- like two of two of those three. Yeah, now Bender would be would be the one. Right. Because uh, he's not guaranteed for next year. Uh, I'm not saying these guys have a ton of positive value. I'm just saying if you don't care about them, if there was another team that wanted them to redirect there, we just need to get the outgoing salary. That's all. Okay. All right, so Clippers for Marcus Morris, you're going to throw in Harkless. It's basically Harkless and your first i mean you're not even in the game with this milwaukee offer because their pacers versus me better than yours yeah it, it certainly sounds that way um we think we think harkless could theoretically be be moved again you could get some value there but we understand the constraints of matching salary and we will we will tell you in confidence that what one of the things that we are hoping for is not only to get one of these forwards but to ensure that the lakers get none of them and Marcus Morris going to the Bucks is a pretty good scenario for us because then that means the Lakers it, it thins it out for the Lakers and so we're we're okay if if you got more than we're willing to offer in this circumstance we're fine with it. Okay, well when Marcus Morris is kicking your ass in the finals, remember that. Sure. And so Lakers, can we do? Do we need to do this stair step thing to get the Hornets involved? Where then it would be. Presumably some Hornets first round pick that is, I mean, the Hornets aren't going to give up an unprotected pick here for Kyle Kuzma because we're, we're, that, I mean, that could be a, a pretty high pick. Yeah, I think it's a question of whether we can find uh, a common ground where, you know, if, uh, if the Hornets value Kuzma at least as much as the Knicks do, where we can find the right protection on a future Hornets pick that would satisfy all three of us. And then I think that would make, you know, make more sense because then we wouldn't have to include Avery Bradley to make this a three for one deal. Huh. So really it's, uh, it's so Hornets here I'm trying to think of both the Hornets and the Knicks have to figure out whether that, how they value Kuzma versus uh, some first rounders, which is a tough call. Let's take a look at, Charlotte have all their own picks going forward. No extra first. Kuzma's extension eligible in 2021. We kind of do have PJ Washington at that position already, though. Hmm. And and we got Miles Bridges. I don't think we'd be willing to do that ultimately. I think that's a good idea, but we'd probably rather just hold on to our first, especially because working out the protection might be difficult there. We're not willing to give up, certainly. I mean, I don't think we would be willing to give up a lottery pick for him, and we may be in the lottery for some time here. Okay. So let's uh, – Nick's here again now. So we're going to have to do the deal just straight up for Kuzma, and so that's going to require Avery Bradley being in it. Is he really that important to you? You got KCP still. I mean, obviously, we get Marcus Morris. He becomes somewhat less important to us. I mean, it's not an impediment to doing the trade. Yeah. So the offer is Bradley, DeMarcus, Kuzma – for Marcus Morris? Yes, and we'd, again, want to get a second-round pick back in that deal. Oh, that's interesting. Alternatively, in terms of value, we could, and I guess uh, adding Cook and Bullock would make it not work. Yeah, I think we could we could give you Bullock back. But well, then that Cap- could just be, Cook and Bullock could just be a separate trade, right? Correct. Yeah, so we wouldn't, it, so, so that would make it work. Yes. And that makes you feel a little better about losing Avery Bradley. Yes. 
And what second rounder do you want back though? I, I think I like it. I, I don't think you're going to, if that's the deal that we have to give back a second. Now that Milwaukee deal might be better, which is that Indiana <sighs> first, which, I, which I project to be around 20th overall. All right. If you're giving us Bullock, we don't need the second round pick. Peanut gallery here. Well, I guess Dan's involved too. D- Danny, you're not involved. Which would you take as the next, if you were me? I think the Pacers pick is is more valuable than Kuzma. Remember, Kuzma is close to getting properly paid or close to it. You know, like that. Yeah. Y- well, well, here's here's part of the beauty of that, though, is small cap hold in the summer of 2021. Yep. That's true. When the but, next- but you know what's going to have an even smaller cap hold in the biggest year of 2021? That yeah. draft but, pick. But Kuzma, I mean, Kuzma, to me, I actually like the fit of him. And, uh, I mean, our offense is terrible. I think the fit of him with some stretchability with Barrett and with Mitchell Robinson isn't that bad. To me, just getting another guy who's who. I mean, maybe it's also because I'm lower on Kuzma than most people. Um, and yeah. and and you're giving up Bullock in that trade as well. Yeah, but we got Avery Bradley back. If we wanted to move him on, we could. I think he's pretty equal value to. Well, I mean, the difference the difference from a non guarantee to a player option. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I, I mean. I guess the the thing to consider. I don't know if we need to go through the exact permutations, but I think T.J. Wilson has some value, and even if maybe not to the Knicks, like he could be rerouted somewhere else. And I, if we just want to call that the equivalent of a decent second rounder or something, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, I just don't think he has as much value. You've been spending too much time on Bucks Twitter, <laughs> John Horst. <laughs> well, and and then there's all. I mean, Sterling Brown could be in this, right? Um, he is in it. We're doing right. the version with him instead of Thanasis. Yeah, yeah. So no, it, again, that, that's another I'm gonna, player. I'll where... save you. Actually, no, no. You know what, Knicks? We are demanding Thanasis <laughs> because <laughs> because we have plans on getting Giannis in 2021, and we know that's going to piss him off if he gets traded. Okay, Although, fine. Supposedly he had a bad experience with the Knicks. So uh, Giannis not interested. I, I thought I saw that report. Somewhere. But maybe this time around, better experience. <laughs> yeah, this is a chance to make amends. <laughs> um. Now you know what I mean. We've got. These first rounders already from Dallas. I think we're going to go with the this Kyle Kuzma trade. So, so well, what if, what if we added another second rounder? One of the Indiana ones. I mean, that's low enough. That I mean, Indiana is going to be good for a while. They're never going to rebuild. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that does it. I think we want Kyle Kuzma. I like the idea of the low cap hole in the summer of 2021 potentially. So, I think his fit is okay. He's got some value to explore. Um, you know. A three-man front court with him and, you know, reuniting with Julius Randle is also, that's uh, very appealing. Remember when Julius Randle used to play for the Lakers? <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was a while ago. Okay, so that let's mark it here. Marcus Morris and Reggie Bullock, or, or we'll do two separate transactions here, but overall related. Marcus Morris for Kyle Kuzma, Avery Bradley, and Marcus Cousins. And then in a separate transaction, Quinn Cook for Reggie Bullock. But all part of the larger global thing, just to make the math work, it's got to be two separate deals. Wow, I'm I'm very surprised going into this that the Bucks did not get Marcus Morris because they were very, very motivated. I mean, to give up, you know, that that pick plus two decent, maybe even three decent young players. Uh, I'm not saying you made the wrong choice. I'm just surprised that wasn't the best offer. And the Clippers are pissed off too because we said that we wanted we didn't want them to get to get Iguodala or somebody else, and now they already they got somebody. Yeah. Well, you should have made a better offer. We didn't. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't have that. Mo- I mean, we could have gone into our our young players, but we don't think that, that wouldn't have moved the needle. If you did, if you preferred the Bucks, if you preferred the Lakers offer to the Bucks offer, our offer was a worse version of the Bucks offer. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I mean, those yeah, the two Detroit seconds probably wouldn't have yeah. wouldn't have done it. I mean, you could have thrown in a second rounder to get him to go to Milwaukee. 
<laughs> oh man, that's five dimensional chess now. <laughs> All right, so Marcus Lakers get Marcus Morris. That's uh, that's an interesting one. I think that's uh, and they can resign him now. The whole Marcus Morris screwed over Rich Paul used to be a clutch client thing. Be interesting. Him, uh, he'll be, he'll be going into a little bit of a Hornets nets nest there. But I mean, that's that's he's a a, a really good player. Who I think is going to help them a lot, and he's uh. So, so this also has some very fascinating ramifications for Memphis Grizzlies and the Iguodala negotiations because I think where this starts is the Bucks. Is your offer the same for Marcus Morris as it was for Iguodala? No, because he's not the shooter. So Clippers here, we 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 want you, to Memphis, to come back to us, but we're thinking that it won't require a first round pick for Iguodala. You're trading him no matter what because he's not even playing on your team. Harkless could help you too. Like Harkless will give you significantly more than Andre Iguodala is right now. <laughs> So we will offer, we'll put both of those Detroit picks in, but we're, we're, unless you get an offer that, that really pushes us in, we're not planning on giving up our first. We can, we can save that. Yeah. And to be clear, those, those Detroit picks, 21 and 23, those could be pretty damn valuable, actually. Yeah. So the Mavericks are, are interested, but I don't think would, would have an offer that's quite that good. Something based on Courtney Lee and a second rounder or two, uh, but obviously not as good of a player and probably not as good of picks. Would that be the Golden State? second oh uh well yeah i guess it would be the the golden state second uh mm-hmm. yeah uh clippers was, here noting that mo harkless would help you a lot and the difference right. between that warriors pick and that pistons pick is marginal right and then plus a second pistons pick i mean I, I guess we can because i'm also the grizzlies and the mavericks if somebody wants to give me a second opinion but i do think i'd favor that clippers offer well uh, i think you might be is iguodala your top target there with that warrior second you know, we're not opposed to just kind of yeah. like keeping the, the uh, second. Andre Iguodala's yeah. agent here. But yes, I can Iguodala tell you that there is target. absolutely zero chance I would re-sign in Dallas. Yeah, I mean. Clip, Clippers here, any chance you'd re-sign with us? Possibly. You have full bird rights. Let's, uh, you know, I kind of would like to go back to Golden State, but. We could offer you a crap rights. ton you more money. a lot more than them. You know, you would, you would have to beat their offer, which presumably is going to be the mini mid-level. And, you know, we'll see how it goes, obviously. Okay, we're 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 good. I mean that that makes us more confident in our offer. We're not going to raise it, but we think we think we have the best offer on the board, and probably maybe even offered too much. Yeah. As However, Mavericks- I will say this: we will make it a first round pick, Grizzlies, if you include Jay Crowder as well. Because hmm. if we can, if we can, so for both of those, the the structure could be um, Harkless, Magruder, Jerome Robinson, and Patterson. And we might be able. We have an idea to potentially move off of one of those players if you if that if the numbers are the problem. That would get the salary matching for Iguodala and Crowder. In that case, we would give up the first because then we're getting. But we would remove the second. Yeah. And Bucks, you guys are not in on this now. I doubt we'd beat that. I don't think we'd beat that offer uh, just because Iguodala is not the shooter and it just doesn't fit as well. Uh, we're, we're interested in him, but not at that price. So I, you, I, you have Bucks have someone else in mind. Maybe just keeping the status quo. I mean, we really want Marcus Morris. We're scrambling a little, uh, but maybe just keeping the status quo. I mean, we're on pace to win around 70 games. Like, we're really good. We might just be okay. Um, I it, Maybe even Jay Crowder uh, could make some sense. I, I guess maybe at this point, if the Clippers are looking to get both players, maybe it's worth discussing what the market is for Jay Crowder. I mean, there's not going to be much out there other than like a second for him, I would think. Yeah, I have a couple teams that would be interested, but it would be more in that range of a, you know, an okay second. Blazers yeah. might be interested in, in getting uh, some sort of a construction that gives sends out a first but brings us a, a good second. 
your own first? I mean, if it's this season, it would have to be lottery protected. You guys have Phoenix second. Isn't that that has some kind of? No, that's next year that it's top top thirty five protected. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's clean this year. So if it was something like Phoenix's second this year, our second back in twenty one, and lottery protection on this, and then then we'd make it lottery protected again next year, and otherwise would convert back to seconds. And what would the, and as, as a point of clarification, is this be? for Jess Crowder? Or is this for Crowder and Aguilar? What's what's what are the terms? The players going back each way. Uh, this is Trevor Ariza for Crowder. Oh, okay. It gets you a lot of savings too. That's you know. I I'm not, not in Sacramento. I am aware of some leverage I have here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Trevor Ariza was phenomenal for us in his first game. In <laughs> I don't think that's a unreasonable offer from our perspective. I but I do think with the leverage we have, we would need more. Um, because just keeping Crowder and trying to make the eight seed, where we feel really good, like that's not a bad option for us. Uh, so we and get you know, given all the savings that would give you, we would need more than that. And then weighing it against the Clippers offer, uh, I think we would also need more if you're getting Crowder and Iguodala. Um, you know, those two second round picks are nice. You, so this would be your first rounder this year. Like that's going to be a very late first rounder. Meh. It's. I mean, but you get immediate immediate benefit helps. Remember, you're conveying a pick pretty soon, and in our trade, you're getting Harkless, who helps you more right now. I've been there. None. We we prefer Ariza right now. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I'm gonna trust your evaluation of forwards. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I mean, helps more than Courtney Leah, which is why I'm kind of not bringing up the the Mavericks as much. Um, but Ariza's okay. So from the Clippers' perspective here, Jay Crowder's more, you know, he he helps us, but he's not the reason we're doing this deal. It's just that a first-round pick is too much for Iguodala. I think that's pretty pretty manifest at this point. So that's why we wanted to give Memphis the optionality. If you can get another offer for Crowder that you prefer, by all means, you can do that, and we'll do the Iguodala offer we already talked about. That's, you know, we like him. He, he will help our team, but we are not impoverished on forwards. So that was more just a different construction. Right. All right. Let's, uh... Let's lean toward doing this just Iguodala offer for a second, uh, Clippers. Uh, but in the meantime, just for a second, let me talk to Portland about... So be, the construction would be Ariza for Crowder. Yep. And then I'm getting a lottery protected first. This year, this year's first lottery protected this year and next year. I mean, we certainly think when everyone's back that we'll be a playoff team next year, and that's a stronger draft. Uh, and then otherwise it would convert to a second. Jay Crowder's agent here with uh, the full bird rights in Portland would certainly be willing to think about a, a new contract there at uh you know, certainly a raise off of what I'm making now, which was a value contract about six, 7 million. Yeah. Uh, and that's but, why we're acquiring you. I mean, look, yeah. this season is, you know, we're, we're still hoping to make the eight seed this season, but it's really about building the strongest team we can for 2020, 21. And we think you could be a big part of that. And does Ariza for Crowder work straight up? It does. Yes. And that does that get the Blazers out of the tax completely? It does not. But close enough that they can probably do something else to do. Exactly. Yeah, I think we need just slightly more draft compensation, but we're in the range. Like, I, I think we're very close. Um, so the lottery protected two years, then a second, though. Is that yeah. Nasir's little, Nasir Little's music I hear? Oh, uh, no way the Blazers would give him up. We have a tendency to be very fond of our own players. <laughs> Uh, Wait, I mean, so, so I mean, this is the Phoenix second for a Portland lottery protected first, and you swap Ariza for Crowder and have to pay you know another two million bucks in salary this year. We wait, did wait, also wait. ask for our 2021 second round pick back yeah. in the original construction of this deal. I yeah, mean, I was we, kind of we, ignoring we, those second round picks coming back because like 
I'm not sure we're doing that. I mean, to me, so to me, the concern is, all right, we do a lottery. And we can throw in cash, to, certainly, to cover the difference in the salaries or even beyond the difference in the salaries. We do like cash. Um, <laughs> the, the concern is, so if it's this protected first round pick, okay, it probably doesn't convey this year. If it does, it's not the draft we feel this most strongly about. You guys, when you get healthier next year, if especially if Crowder resigns, it sounds like he's open to it, could really surge ahead. So maybe if there was some type of reverse protection on it where it's like, Okay, lottery protected this year. Uh, next year is lottery protected and protected ten or twenty to thirty. So if it's that like late mid to late teens, we get it. Uh, otherwise, we get another crack at lottery protected. Something like that uh, is going to move us forward a lot because we're just worried that next season you guys could really take off, and we don't want to do this just for the twenty fifth pick. And we don't love the reverse protection in terms of it encumbering us for future years, but I I think we can probably well, come may, up with a workable so, framework. So, may, well, you guys are pretty short on second round picks. Yeah, it's it's just tough for us to to do it for just the twenty fifth. I think with with all the salary you're you'd be getting, uh, or money you'd be saving. Uh, right, can we make it the twenty two is the last year it can possibly convey, and then it's lottery protected all three years? Okay, and then so the reverse protection. In the second year, yes, and then in twenty two, it becomes our first, our second round pick. If that, if you guys don't get it by then, okay. And we're not giving up any second rounders in this, correct? <sighs> and th- and then we'll do it. Then you got a deal. I still think we need to get a second round pick out of it. Well, this could end up us just being exchanging second round picks. That's not. It could. That's true. But in that case, you're going to get a lot more favorable second round pick because it'll be in the top fourteen of the round. W- what is this Phoenix pick going to be? Would just send us back our second round pick in twenty one. That could be in the top fourteen. I mean, we we could end up lo- like we can't have a. There can be no scenario where we end up with a worse pick than we gave up to do this. Like no second rounders back to you, and and then we're good. Top forty five protect the Portland pick going back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's I- that's fair. But then we're gonna then I want stronger protection on the twenty two pick if I'm not getting a pick out of this. Then make it top twenty and twenty two. You know. I had this discussion with Hollinger about like, oh, you know, what really happens at the trade deadline? And I was like, ooh, how do you negotiate pick protection? Like, that's got to be impossible, right? He's like, no, it's usually not that hard. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been negotiating with Feldman. That's why I think this is so hard. (laughs) In my defense, no, you can now ask John this because the way I took it was – he meant it's not that complicated, but you do have to spend the time hammering it out because, like, it's pretty clear, like, what each side wants. As I took it as not complicated as opposed to not hard in the way you're using it here. Yeah, I'd like I, I'm sure our listeners would agree this hasn't been complicated in the slightest. All right, All right we'll do it without the <laughs> All right. Seattle's wear down, KP. So, so it's protected 1 through 14 in 2020. Yes. 1 through 14 and 21 through 30 in 2021 and 1 through 14 in 2022 becoming our 2022 second round pick if it has not conveyed by then. You, was there a 2030 in there somewhere? I, <laughs> oh, that was the protection. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're on the same page. 30. Yes, yes, we've we've like, we've agreed on this. I mean, that's getting G Carter is not necessarily the kind of upgrade we wanted at small forward because he's not Robert Covington, but He's younger. He can be a part of our long-term future. We don't think the market is going to be real robust to re-sign him this summer at more than the mid-level. And then the the ability to get out of the tax this year and not have to worry about the repeater tax would be huge. Okay, great. Uh, and then Clippers, we will do that Iguodala trade now too. Uh, rework our forwards, get a few nice. good options uh, and add just, to our Just so you know, that deal to make the math work, it's, it's going to be Harkless and Jerome Robinson, but 
Robinson could be a part of it for you. It's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. So the the Clippers deal is done for Iguodala now as well. Yes. Um, Mo Harkless is available. So is Trevor Ariza. I mean, to me, for the Bucks, uh, or like Memphis might have even gotten slightly better with this deal. Maybe. I mean, you know, could be, especially considering Iguodala is zero on the court right now. Right. And and they got all this stuff. So. Uh, I mean, just to have more depth, mm-hmm. you know, Harkless and Kyle Anderson are kind of redundant, but it's, uh, Ariza and Crowder, you know, I'm not sure there's a huge difference between those guys in the court this year. Neither of them is shooting it amazingly well, but they need kind of a little bit more of a pure three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. no, I mean, I think like Memphis to me, like you're already making out like a bandit, Dan, <laughs> even as you're just like, I mean, maybe those are the ne- best negotiators, right? The ones who don't know when they're doing incredibly well and keep pushing for more. <laughs> well, no, I, I had to say, like, I was fine with the trade from Memphis. It's just that it's so good for the Trailblazers. This is why we all dislike the, yeah. or had a degree of dislike for the Kings trade. It's because a, a we recognize. A lot of people were okay with that Kings trade, though. I was, I felt like I was kind of on an island to yeah. dislike it as much I was, as I did. I was okay with it, but my biggest complaint was, man, they let Portland get way too much. Like, we saw how good it was for Portland. The Kings should have used that leverage, and I think the difference was the Grizzlies did. And the Grizzlies yeah. have, and then had the Grizzlies more. have leveraged recently. I mean, they did a good job of that in the Warriors trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. How do so, you guys feel so, about this from the Clippers' perspective? I like it pretty good because I mean, I mean, I guess the Lakers already got Marcus Morris. Um. Yeah. You know, Iguodala probably helps them a lot. I think. It, I think. I don't think playmaking is big for them. I think it's bigger for them than the Lakers. Yeah, I, I liked it better when. The Lakers weren't getting anyone. Same here. But but yeah. the reason the reason is the Lakers. I wasn't even going to w- willing to offer Kuzma for Iguodala is the Lakers because the this seeming certainty that he's going to go back to the Warriors next year and maybe that's different yeah. if he's playing for one of the LA teams. But whereas Marcus Morris, I feel very strongly that you're going to be able to re-sign him this summer and you know be part of the future for several years here. Iguodala yeah. seemed much more likely to be a rental. Yeah, he's just younger. I mean, and who knows? Iguodala hasn't been playing. Like, Morris has been playing well for the Knicks. So I've been working with Indochino since way back in 2015. They outfitted my wedding with a tuxedo and sport coats for my groomsmen. I've got a number of suits from them as well. There's nothing like that feeling of knowing that your clothes just fit perfectly, and you're not going to get that at some store. You're not going to get that off the rack. Yeah, they say that they can customize it for you, but why should you start with something that's made for someone else and get them to try to make it fit you? Instead, Indochino makes stuff for you that fits perfectly. Whether it's custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more, it's all at surprisingly affordable prices. Their suits start at just $399 with all customizations included. Each piece is made to your exact measurements. You can customize every detail. The fabric, the lapel, the monogram. They've got awesome statement linings as well. Whether you want to go into one of their many North American showrooms or... Book a virtual style consultation. Just go to Indochino.com and you can get $50 off any purchase of $399 or more by using the code CAPSPACE at checkout. Easy to remember CAPSPACE, which I put all the time around the program. That's $50 off a purchase of $399 or more at Indochino. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. Promo code CAPSPACE. Don't forget that CAPSPACE code to let them know you came from us. 
I've been working with Masterclass now for probably four years, ever since Steph Curry's class on shooting and ball handling came out. And I still find more classes that I'm enjoying. My wife and I have actually been sitting down together and watching Gordon Ramsay's class and learning a ton about cooking technique that basically we're applying right away. More her than me, if we're being honest, because it is the NBA playoffs after all. I don't have a ton of time for cooking right now. But I'm just continually wowed by the quality of Masterclass just even when they're filming him doing the class they've got like four different cameras there they'll show you an overhead view above him of what he's doing in the pan or the bowl it's really just remarkable and really whatever you're interest is and however deep you want to go into it whether you want to just watch the videos whether you want to work through the downloadable materials as well and you can watch it on ios android we're casting it to our chromecast super easy the way to get started with them and get unlimited access to every masterclass and 15 percent off an annual membership is to go to masterclass.com slash capspace easy to remember because we talk about it all the time here on the program that's masterclass.com slash capspace for 15 percent off masterclass don't forget that slash capspace to let them know that you came from us so I think the way we should do this now is Bucks and Sixers. Maybe it's best for you guys to start inquiring about the guys that you are most interested in, because presumably you're both trying to upgrade here. Yeah, yeah. Sixers are interested. Sixers have the problem of matching salary, so it is there. So uh, our most interested guy, the guy we're most interested in is Davis Bertans. My instinct is that from what the Wizards said in their introduction that we're not going to be able to make that work though. So we just want to kick the tires quickly to make sure that's right. We're not giving up a first for him because he's a rental for us. Why is that? We, we, like, we can't, the luxury tax, if we bring him back, yes, full bird rights are wonderful and all that, but we, we, as a practical consideration with all the guys we have signed, that, that's going to get to pay him two, three, even, even a three year deal becomes a big problem. Okay. So, um, I mean, well, it, so, so yeah, I mean, it's going to, I mean, even, your own first wouldn't be enough. So then, for, okay. For so then we're we're out. Yeah. Um. Bucks. Bucks here. Uh, yeah. Raptors. Do you have any interest in moving OG Ananobi if we were potentially willing to include uh, DJ Wilson and multiple first round picks? I'm going to stall for a minute because I know this one came out of left field a little bit, uh, so the Raptors can think about it. But for the Bucks' perspective, here's the issue. Uh, Robert Covington, excellent team defender, not necessarily the one-on-one defender that I think the Bucks need to add. Andre Iguodala, not the shooter. That's why the Bucks were trying so hard to get Marcus Morris, uh, because the, the players who can be credible defensively on LeBron or Kawhi and be able to shoot, it's a small list of ones who might be available. You get Ananobi, who's uh, going to be cheap this year, cheap the next year. Maybe there's some luxury tax concerns. Like, I, I think... The Bucks could uh, could make a strong push for him because otherwise, man, you might just have to roll with what you have. Mm, small cap hold in the summer of twenty one when we're trying to uh, be players in in free agency. I I just don't think we can do it. Sure, I mean even with multiple multiple first rounders. Yeah, like, because we multiple first rounders aren't going to appeal to the players we're trying to sell on coming to Toronto. Uh, you might be familiar with one of them, uh, <laughs> Nasus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we definitely don't want to do anything to kind of impact that pursuit. We think that Andy Novi is part of our young core is a big part of that that process. Yeah, I'm I'm running out of ideas for for players who meet the criteria for the box. Well, let me see. How about uh Bogdan Bogdanovic? Yeah, he's not I mean, he's a good player and we'd like to have him, but but in terms of the def- like what I think we want is a player who can defend LeBron or Kawhi credibly, and that's not him. Like to me, that if, yeah. if we're not See, looking to upgrade a point guard, that's our big need. 
I would have thought that the the Bucks' offense would be a bigger concern actually than their defense. But I mean, our defense overall is great. It's, it's that yeah. one matchup where we would just like a little bit of boost, but it has to be somebody who's good enough to play on our team. Uh, yeah. Offensively, you know, I think we'll be okay. Uh, maybe you know that that's where maybe we'll circle back to Bogdanovich. But our our priority is that one defender. And man, I just I can't find anybody other than Marcus Morris or Ananobi. Yeah, it doesn't look like there are many out there. That's true. What about Stanley Johnson? <laughs> uh, who has to be able to shoot. <laughs> I don't know if you recall, but Stanley Johnson declared that he was capable of uh, defending LeBron during that first round matchup a few years ago. I shot 38% for three in college. <laughs> All right. Well, Bucks and six. So Bucks really just are not interested in anybody on the board right now, huh? Um, Sixers, anybody else that interests you outside of Bertans? Bogdanovich, Derek Rose. Uh, we're we're looking for guys that are well, unless Sacramento. How are you feeling? I mean, we we have interest in in in, in Bogdanovich, but the problem with him is he's pending restrict free agent. H- how are you feeling about Bielitsa? Is he you know are, are you are you looking to move him? Are you willing to you know? So let's say like Mike Scott for Bielitsa as principals. How do you how does that strike you viscerally? Well, Scott for next year he's guaranteed but it's at a pretty at a favorable number a much cheaper number than bielitsa so if you want him on your team next year and i think he's actually a pretty good fit for some of what you're doing no i mean bielitsa is way better than mike scott so you would have to throw something in there and like if it's if if we're talking in like the second round range then we're willing to do that but we're we're not this isn't even close to a first for us um or if there's a salary that you like a small salary like just to open up a roster spot or something that you didn't want like for example like if you want to if you don't if you don't want Tolliver after that deal, we, we could take him. Uh, Pelicans here. We're also interested in Bielitsa with uh, Darius Miller's effectively expiring contract. He's non-guaranteed next season as matching salary. Celtics here. We are also interested in Bielitsa, but I don't see a oh, clear baby. matching salary uh, path. But if you have something, uh, I just don't see it. We do like him. Um, so really, Bielitsa, huh? You're... Sixers, you've got those New York seconds. We're we're not we're we're looking for a a less premium second in that deal, but it, you know if if we, uh, you're not getting it done then. Okay, so it requires it requires one of those because we were hoping what what it, what would it take for Bogdanovich just as a point of reference? Because we like Bogdanovich significantly more, but we don't have that much more to offer in terms of assets. Uh, Matisse Thybul. No. How about how about Zaire Smith? Do you would does he interest you? Uh, like Mike Scott, Zaire Smith, maybe one of those seconds. No, I mean, it's, it, there's got to be first-round type of value for Bogdanovich because we can still hold on I mean, Zaire Smith him. was a first-round pick, and the only the reason he fell out was because he had a crazy allergy and an injury. Like, he, well, he, okay, but he hasn't been any good really in the G League this year. Like I, I think he's, he's I more mean, just a here's, flyer than anything at this point. Here's what we'll say is Philadelphia. If, if you are – you come back to us when nobody makes an offer that's better than that, and we will we, – those terms are – we think well, – Well, but we got plenty of internal leverage on him too. We can just keep him. Okay, if if that's we're, we can't really make our offer that much better. Yeah, it's like like you know we've got Buddy Healed. I mean, we just started Bogdanovich, by the way, uh, and crushed the Bulls um, as a result of that. Clearly, but yeah, because so, we've got really almost thirty million dollars to work with next year. Like, yeah, the salary structure of like paying two two guards a bunch of money isn't amazing, but you know we think we can use restricted rights to kind of hold his salary down a little bit and. You know, we think he's like a really quality starter. He defends his position. He can play off the ball. He can shoot. I mean, I think he's a, exactly what you need, Philly. But you know, you're really you're probably looking at two first round picks. I would say, oh, given yeah, we're not touching that. 
Yeah. Is that just because it's too expensive to re-sign him? It's all of it. I mean, he he helps yeah. out. We don't we don't know if he's in our closing five. I mean, it's, that's a lot to give up for a player who's about to get expensive and who, I mean, it would make us a lot deeper and, would, and that's real nice. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the thought being that your first rounders are like, you know. Yeah, but remember, we also we also already owe our 2020 first to Brooklyn, so we're pushing these out pretty far. Yeah, I mean, how about two New York seconds? Anyway, first? anyway, this this I mean the the issue we were talking about. Previously, You're just not interested in that. Not at that. Okay. Not at that. Sort right. of price. Fair, fair enough. Um, and Bucks like Indiana pick for Bogdanovich that doesn't interest you guys, huh? No, I don't think he adds enough uh, for us to give that up. I, I well, will say actually, I will say as me well, that would be well, that would second. be the type of wait deal I would really like. Wait a second. So it's it's Indiana pick and that like what are you looking for for matching salary? Um I mean we probably would need to get DJ Wilson back in that I would imagine and that that gets us pretty close I think hmm. just even on its own. Maybe that you know I see I wasn't planning on I just figured the cost would be higher. Maybe we would do that. Yeah, maybe the cost would be higher. <laughs> I, I, I guess I just kind of I mean, that, I, <laughs> that would be a starting point, I think. Like, I, I was just asking, hey, like, that's... Yeah, know, we, we if, would do Bogdanovich for the Indiana pick. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, Ilyasova matches. We would do Ilyasova and the Indiana pick for Bogdanovich. Yeah, it would not have to take any money back. Um, how are you guys with regard to the tax right now, Bucks? Got three million in room below the tax. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could take back Wilson. Bogdanovich makes, in addition to Ilyasova, that would save you about a million bucks below the tax. And although you don't have any, you can only give out minimums anyway. So that that doesn't really help you at all. I was thinking yeah. you could that it could open up an exception, but you don't have that. Um, I think I so Wilson, the Indiana first. I think I still need a little bit more there. What what else have you got? You've got Indiana seconds is probably your well, the only other thing you've got other than a first round. Sterling runner. Brown. Yeah, we could probably Sterling Brown would be maybe useful for us, which because we're removing some of this log jam at the two, he might actually be in the rotation for us. Yeah, I don't know. I, what, what do you guys think? Would you guys do who aren't involved here? Would that be enough for Bogdanovich or no? I'm I'm kind of torn here. I think for me it's not, but if I'm trying to be realistic. I'd probably just keep Bogdanovich. I don't really understand the urgency for them to trade him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think the market for Bogdanovich, just because of the structure of which teams have cap space, I think it's going to be a lot tighter for him than teams expect. Now, yeah. that won't necessarily prevent Sacramento from overpaying him, but it, I mean, just how few teams have money over the mid-level and what those teams are valuing. Like, I, I mean, maybe the Hawks throw an offer sheet at him, but I'm not confident of that. Yeah, Bucks, could you do another future first-rounder? No. Like a 2025 no. lotto protected? No. I mean, just, I mean, who knows if I'll be honest by then. And mostly for us, it's, I, I don't think Bogdanovich is this great answer that uh, maybe Nate does. Uh, but, for <laughs> the, but for the Indiana, for, like to us, it's like, okay, we can upgrade. We've got this Indiana first. We're trying to win the championship right now. We're not trying to hold that pick. And Bogdanovich would help. Um, but he's not some great answer for us where we're giving up an extra first rounder. Like, we, we would like to get, and this is for all teams around around the league, we'd like to use that Indiana pick to get better this year, and Bogdanovich would make sense. I'm not sure who else would make sense is, is kind of where it is for us. Yeah. It's, it's less so, or it's more that than, wow, we really want Bogdanovich. Yeah, and I guess the the Kings, in theory, weren't willing to do it for Kuzma, and I think Kuzma, to me, has more value than that Indiana pick, but some may quibble on that. All right, so we got nothing on Bogdanovich. <laughs> this is, uh, how about Derek Rose? 
Wait, do we, do we want to do Bielitsa or are we moving Oh, on? yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to that. Sorry. Um, we, we, we can do Rose before Bielitsa. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, no, no. Let's, we, we had some traction there. Um, yeah, I mean, he's still, you know, we don't have any financial concerns with him unless it's like a real premium second. I don't think we want to move him as Sacramento. We like his fit next to Bagley. So we'd be willing to do Washington's 2021 second. This is uh, New Orleans? Correct. Washington. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be like 45. All right. If you guys were willing to take Nicolo Melli back, then we would we would give you the, the Cleveland fake first round pick that's going to become Cleveland second round picks in 21 and 22. Oh, two seconds, huh? Ooh, that's, that, that might be better Melly? than what Philly was willing to offer. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do that. Yeah, Kings. Uh, Kings have a lot of seconds here. <laughs> <going> <laughs> yes, they do. But uh, you know, you could maybe consolidate those a little bit, uh, and that way it doesn't add that much salary for the Pels next year when they're a little tight with Ingram's. If Ingram gets the max, yeah. As far as avoiding the tax next year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If no one else can uh, wants in on Bielitsa, that's uh, we'll definitely do that one. Uh, so KP, can you walk us through the terms of it? Nicola Melli plus the 2020 Cleveland first round pick, top 10 protected, which becomes 2021 and 2022 Cleveland second round picks for Bielitsa. Oh, so you're doing that without even having to use the Darius Miller walking trade exception. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little Derek Rose. Philly, Derek Rose, what do you got? Chris Haynes reported you guys were interested. We are interested. Um, we're, we're not going to put a first on the table for Rose. He, he does have that salary for next for next year and we can understand how that's reasonable but it doesn't provide as much for us um so we we have three seconds that aren't our own um and we were thinking about offering you the inferior they're both gonna be great of the atlanta and Knicks picks and then we have matching salary probably be mike scott as the principal coming back wouldn't you guys want to hold on to scott in theory if we could yeah we just don't have that yeah. much matching salary. well that's- well zaire smith for for rose would work right or pretty close to it, Zaire Smith and yeah, I think with Zaire you know, Kyle Smith, O'Quinn. Yeah, that's sort of a deal. Yeah, we could something like that could something like that could work for us. But is but basically is the is the return of it being like one of those seconds? I mean, those are pretty damn good seconds. We're being honest here, and you guys are looking to get worse too. Well, so so you're only offering one second at this point in time. As of now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rose is kind of our only draw. We're plenty bad with him anyway. I don't know if one second that also uh, would push philly uh, detroit into the tax wouldn't it yeah we would probably need to send back um you could send us we have a bunch of small salaries we can make that work yeah no that's true yeah maybe that's why no why would that push detroit into the tax they're they're uh saving money on this wait oh just no, no mike scott this oh, is Sire smith and yeah. uh kyle quinn oh yeah, yeah, yeah and we could we could maybe throw Ty- Kyrie thomas going back yeah if you want to sa- if you want to save some money to, to just equalize out the roster spots that's fine it doesn't push um, us. It doesn't push us anywhere, anyway. So we're fine. I mean, I think you guys would need, might need a trade exception to take in Thomas. Um, well, no, I think the trade just uh, here it just works anyway. I mean, look, I, th- I believe it does. We were also conceptually interested in Langston Galway, but I don't think that the money gets way harder to do there. And Rose was a better addition. Well, if you, I mean, if you wanted to throw in, you know, we could throw in Galloway for Scott as well. If you're more interested, if you're interested in doing that, that would also potentially save us some money. And you know, if you're You'd be more willing to go with two solid second round picks for that package. Well, we'd like to keep we'd like to keep Mike Scott if possible, and having bird rights on on Galway doesn't move the needle that much for us. Um, I mean, he could help you this year though. Like, to, I think he's a good fit there. He defends point guards and he can really shoot it. Well, I mean, but we're already getting Zach Rose, so our guard rotation is getting kind of close to overstuffed now. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, 
All right, well, so I think to at least like two seconds is the going rate here for Derrick Rose. One is not going to do it. Okay, well, we have, we how about how about it's just we have like we could do our own second, just not one of our premium ones. We have we have lots of other like we have. No, doubt. I mean like real seconds, forty five or above. Let me look, see if we can find something. And you guys have so many of those. We do. Is anybody else in on Derrick Rose while he looks at what they're willing to offer? Lakers, can you offer anything? <laughs> <laughs> I guess hypothetically Reggie Bullock, but we, but yeah, in terms of draft picks, not much. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, Devonte Kaycock on a two-year two-way contract. <laughs> what about uh, what about Alex Crusoe? No, we value him too much. That's you that's value him over Derrick Rose? Not over Derrick Rose, but given what else it would take, I don't think that makes sense for us. Celtics, any interest in Derrick Rose? You just need more guys who can play on the wing. Yeah, not sure who we can trade for him. Uh, I mean, it'd probably have to be some of your your young guys. Yeah, nah. Clippers supposedly checked in on him at one point. Yeah, but we, with the price that you're going for, we already um we already gave up the seconds we were going to do in the Iguodala deal, and we like him a lot better. And we're not giving up a first. Oh, so I will also note that Fe- the um, Phoenix backup point guard. The, I will wait. Just a quick note. Um, Rose, yeah. Rose, and Kyrie Thomas doesn't work. Um, but I, I think we could kind of finagle a way to, to, to fit it in, maybe moving Kyrie Thomas to a third team, something like that. And Philly, it's not that big a deal. If that's a mandatory part of the deal, I think we can, we can kind of fudge it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you're, and it was right. I think KP noted this, that since Kyrie Thomas, he, he doesn't, he doesn't qualify to fit under a minimum exception because he, um, because, because yeah. he signed and, up for and Philly. Philly use cap space, so they don't have any trade exceptions. Correct, like small trade exceptions. Like yeah, but I, I, I honestly think if that's a mandatory part of it for Detroit, we would be able to make that work. Yeah, I mean, Philly could also potentially offload a minimum guy somewhere else. Sure, exactly. That's why. That's why I don't want to spend a lot of time a trade on exception, it. and then they yeah. could take Thomas. Or maybe somebody like OKC or something would yeah. be interested. Um. All right. So, so yeah, that's that's not that interesting. Um. Toronto, any interest in Derrick Rose? Use a, another point guard? Nah. <laughs> I mean, Phoenix. They got nothing at backup point guard right now. But we're selling, not buying. Okay. So rational. All right. Well, Philly, you got to come with two real second rounders, or I think we're just dead here. I mean, so you don't, so basically you don't treat Zaire Smith as value? I mean, I think he I think he helps you. We, we're, not really. We got Bruce Braun already. So what do you think, Philly? Are you going to do it, or we're just going to hold on to him? We have so many seconds. We'll do it. All right. So so what do we got here? We got a Knicks second. Um, here, let me look. So, so the, th- the, th- the three that we have, um, the three that we have that are kind of in this talk are Atlanta and the Knicks for this year and then the Knicks for next year. Um, we'll do the Knicks pick next year and the Hawks pick this year. Fair enough. Derek Rose for the Knicks second rounder next year and the Hawks second rounder this year. That will do it for part two of the mock trade deadline. Stay tuned tomorrow for the third and final part. Talk to you all then. You all have heard me talk many times about my wife here on the show. You might recall that she's a yoga teacher. And I wanted to let you know that she is starting her own streaming service called Yoga with Ashlyn. A-I-S-L-I-N-N. That's how you spell it. And if you enjoy our meticulous data-oriented approach here on Dunked On, either you or a significant other will find this to be the best streaming service there is for yoga. Unlike apparently a lot of teachers, she spends about an hour planning the sequence for each class. Why is that important? Well, it helps you get the most out of every second that you're on the mat, whether it's one of her quick 10-minute refresh classes or one of her super hardcore inversion labs. This detailed sequencing makes all the difference 
whether you're looking for injury prevention, getting into that really hard pose you haven't been able to master, or just getting your mind right at the end of a really hard day. She's got over 130 classes, and that library is growing at one to two classes per week. She'll even take requests from members on new classes that they like. You can search by poses, by body part if you're feeling something is tight. She's really built an impressive platform. And whether you want to get into yoga more yourself or you know someone who is really into yoga and is looking for a way to get a lot better, check out Yoga with Ashlyn. There's a free seven-day trial. You can either go to yogawithashlyn.com or there's a link to her service in the description of this podcast. That's yogawithashlyn.com, A-I-S-L-I-N-N, or just click the link in the podcast description. 